name of the Lord. Such a good presence of the Lord that we feel here tonight. And uh, we're going to go directly into the word of the Lord. And uh, we're going to continue our series uh, entitled Things Above. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment and I want to thank the Lord for our new 1,000-seat worship center. I want to thank him for our oversized worship center platform. I want to thank him for our modernized, strategically located restroom facilities. I want to thank him for our dedicated prayer room. I want to thank him for our state-of-the-art multimedia control center. Thank you, Jesus, for our new flexible, functional family fellowship center. Thank you, Lord, for our new welcome center and modernized connect point. Thank God for our new grand central building entrance. Thank you, Lord, for our expanded children ministry facilities. Thank you for our expanded youth facilities. Thank you for our expanded administrative ministry facilities. Lord, thank you for clarity, unity, and enthusiasm for the building project. Thank you for guiding our staff and our campaign leadership teams. Thank you for blessing each of our ministries and departments. Thank you, Lord, for giving each of us a testimony and a story to share with others. Thank you, God, for showing us how to powerfully witness to those around us. And thank you, Lord, for revealing to me the specific and miraculous amount you will place peace in my heart to give and give to the Ready Now campaign. Hallelujah. Could we praise him for it right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we are just overflowing with excitement about what the Lord is doing uh, at the Tree of Life Church. And uh, this past Sunday was an amazing Sunday. And uh, we thank God for uh, the leaders of the Tree of Life Church. Can we give all of our leaders a great big hand clap of appreciation? Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for leaders who stepped out in faith. They stepped out in faith this past week and, and uh, said, I'm not afraid of what the Lord has shown me. I'm going to go forward and do what he has called me to do. I'm going to give what he has put in my heart to give. And they have, they have set the pace and set the tone for the Ready Now campaign, and we, we thank the Lord for that. I, I was so excited Sunday morning to reveal the number, and uh, in fact, when I revealed it on the screen, and the numbers were rolling up upward, and, and God began to move on our hearts as we were grateful for what the Lord had done through our leaders, uh, I forgot to actually verbalize the amount. And uh, so those on the hearing the podcast didn't hear what we gave, what we committed for as leaders uh, to the Ready Now campaign. But we, but our leaders, and there's been, a, there's been a little bit of an uptick even since Sunday, and we thank God for that. But, uh, but our leaders of the Tree of Life Church gave uh, over $2.2 million, $2,216,000, committed to give $2,216,000. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. They committed to give over two. 
$1,216,000 to the Ready Now campaign. And ladies and gentlemen, God is going to do wonders among us. He's going to do wonders among us. We're entering into a season of sacrifice. We're entering into a season of revival. Uh, we're entering into a season of God doing great things among his people. And uh, I'm, I'm here for the journey. How many are here for the journey? Lord, Lord, do it through me. Show, show me thy glory. Amen. We're looking forward. This coming Sunday is going to be a very, very special service. And uh, our, the whole congregation uh, will be making their commitments to the Ready Now campaign, uh, following the example of the leaders. And, uh, and it's important that we, that we do it with no fear, nothing doubting, no, no giving, no place to fear or doubt, but just going forward and saying, Lord, have your way through me and in me. And God will respond as he does with his mighty power. Amen. And so tonight, fittingly, we'll be speaking on the subject, things above. I had to be gone to a, a funeral in the middle of the series, and so we're, gonna, we're going to finish it up tonight. But we have been reading from Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 2, that simply says, set uh, not your affection on things on the earth, but set your affection on things above. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Very uh, important that we understand what that means to set your affection on. Setting your affection on something. This from the book of Colossians means give your mind to it. Give your mind to it. Entertain it. Set your mind on things above. Let things above fill your mind, not things of the earth. Now, I'll tell you, you can tell a difference when you have set your mind on things above and, and when you have set your mind on things on the earth. When you have set your mind on things above, you have a peace that passes all understanding. <clears throat> When you set your mind on things above, the Lord keeps you in perfect peace. When you set your mind on things above, you have a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. When you set your mind and your attention and your affection and, and entertaining of thoughts on things above, there is a love that casts out fear. But when you set your affection on things on the earth, the opposite occurs. There is a restlessness that starts to develop within you. There is a fear that begins to take root in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart. There is a distress that comes upon you. Can I get a witness tonight? Anybody that knows that when you begin to think about things on the earth, it is distressing. When you think about things on the earth, it is very, uh, it is very troubling and, and actually very fearful. But when you set your affection on things above, and I think that's an interesting word, affection, and it comes from setting your mind on something. Here's what you have to understand. When you set your mind on something, that becomes what you are affectionate about. Whatever you set your mind to, that is what you develop a fondness for and what you develop an affection for. So the enemy will fight for your mind. He will fight for your, for your attention. 
And it can be an intimidating place, this, this battlefield of the mind, where you are trying perhaps to keep your mind on the Lord. Keep keeping your mind on the Lord. Continue to place your thoughts upon God and to think on these things, whatsoever things are of good report and are true and are pure and are honest and are just. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Because if you'll think on these things, your affection will follow. Your affection will gravitate to where your mind is situated. And if you are, if you're going to focus your mind on, on your money, then your joy or your, I'll say your happiness, because you can't get joy from this earth, but your happiness will fluctuate with your money. And, and it won't be genuine happiness. It'll be a false happiness. It'll be an earthly happiness. And you'll find you could have all the money in the world and still not have true joy. And, and if, you're, if your mind is set on sports and on a, on a particular sports team, uh, you're just setting yourself up for a major fall uh, when it comes to happiness. Because they're going to let you down. They're going to let you down. You ought to try to be a Pacers fan for as long as I have been. And, and you know what I'm talking about, those that have been rooting for the Bengals for a little while. You, you, it's just, it's difficult. It's difficult. But I'm glad that that's not where my affection is. My affection is on things above. My, my mind is on the Lord, and he has never let me down. He has never failed me. He has never disappointed me. And any time that I need him, I can call upon him and he answers prayer. Hallelujah. And he gives such sweet joy. This is the, the fact of the matter when you set your affection on things above. It's when we begin to consider things on the earth that things become problematic. I want to turn your attention to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. I want to read what uh, some would call a very... Uh, familiar or famous passage of scripture Ephesians 6 verse 10 and it simply says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood so that's why you don't want to set your affection on things on the earth because you don't wrestle against things on the earth but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Notice, high places. That's where the spiritual wickedness is. It's in high places. When I tell you to set your affection on things above, I'm telling you to set your affection on things that are above even the spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. But that's where the spiritual wickedness is. And that's where the principalities are. And that's where the powers are. And that's what we wrestle against. Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. The rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, 
and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, these are things that are above. Loins girt about with truth. This is a thing that is above. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. This is a thing that is above. Having your feet, in verse 15, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is a thing that is above. I'm going to move down to verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation. This is a thing that is above. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is a thing that is above. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. It's a thing that is above. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. These are things that are above. But I want to give special notice to verse 16. Where that he says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all. Above your feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above having your loins girt about with truth. Above having on the breastplate of righteousness. Above taking the helmet of salvation. Above the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Above all take the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why he says that faith, the shield of faith, has to be above all these others. The reason is because none of these others are effective unless you have the shield of faith. You don't have salvation unless you have faith. You don't have righteousness unless you have faith. You don't have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, unless you have faith. You know what gives this thing power? Faith. You don't have truth unless you have faith. Faith is the thing that motivates all of the armor of God. It is above all, and you are to take it. And notice the, 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 the message of faith. Faith is, the Scriptures describe faith as a word of faith. The scripture describes faith as a work of faith. The scripture describes faith as a seed of faith. The Bible describes uh, uh, faith as an act, an action of faith. But in Ephesians 6, it is a shield. Faith operates as a shield. And above all that you take upon yourself in the spirit, you must take upon yourself the shield of faith. And it is with this shield of faith that you shall be able to quench all, oh, I love that word, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now you have to understand, number one, first and foremost, there is only one faith. One faith. Now, now that's the scripture. We can go back two chapters, Ephesians 4 and 5. One Lord, one faith. One baptism. There is only one faith. Now people can talk all they want about what faith are you and what faith are they and what faith do you subscribe to and what, what is your faith. They can talk about that all they want. 
but there's only one faith. And that is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And we earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And let me break it down tonight. That faith is a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our faith. That he has overcome the world. This is our faith, John said. That he has overcome the world. That God manifest in the flesh has overcome this world on our behalf. That is our faith. You take that as a shield and you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And make no mistake about it, the wicked one has got fiery darts that he is lofting in your direction. Hallelujah. There are darts and they're full of fire. Now listen, the fire of the wicked one is a hell fire. The Bible says that the rich man who fared sumptuously every day but passed by the beggar who was full of sores and the dogs licked his wounds. The rich man passed by him and would not share anything with him and, and overlooked him and walked in and out of his own luxury and leisure continually. And the Bible says that when they died, the poor man entered into Abraham's bosom and the rich man went to hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and spoke to Abraham. And the Bible said that he was in torment. Let me tell you about hell. Hell has torment. The flames of hell are tormenting flames. And this rich man was in hell in a tormenting flame. And he lifted up his eyes and had a conversation with Abraham. And said to Abraham, Abraham, I would that, that somebody would, would just put their finger in water and touch the tip of my tongue. That would be a relief to me. And he said, I would that you would let me rise from the dead and just tell my brothers not to come to this awful place. And Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. And he said, but they won't listen to Moses and the prophets. Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, then they won't listen to one though he rise from the dead. And what he meant was, the Moses and the prophets had declared the Messiah. And those who won't believe the words of Moses and the prophets won't believe the words of the Messiah who would rise from the dead. But this man was in a flame of torment in hell. And that is the fire that is associated with the fiery darts of the wicked. The fiery darts of the wicked are covered with the flames of hell. That's the fire that the devil cloaks his darts with and sends in your direction. And those darts come from every which direction. And you've been hit by a few. You probably were hit by some today. They're filled with torment. That's where those thoughts of condemnation come from. They're darts of the devil dipped in hell. And they are sent in your direction. Darts filled with tormenting condemnation. Darts covered with tormenting doubt. Darts covered with tormenting fear. Darts covered with tormenting regret. Darts covered with tormenting worry. 
Darts covered with tormenting lusts. Darts covered with tormenting thoughts about what was, what's going to be. It is all from a place of, of desolation, a place of torment. But he said, above all, take the shield of faith and you shall with the shield of faith be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I love that word, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Because notice that, that, that sometimes the darts of the wicked can, can land. How many have ever had a dart of the wicked land on you? And you expect there to be some kind of a, of a torment from the dart of the wicked that comes against you. But what happened was the shield of faith quenched the fire of the torment that is usually associated with that dart. And so when you're dreading what's coming because you know the enemy has a target on you, don't dread and don't be afraid. Lift high the shield of faith and know that he has overcome the world. Lift high the shield of faith and know that your God is a very present help in trouble. Lift high the shield of faith and know that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Lift high the shield of faith and know that the name of the Lord is a strong the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Lift high the shield of faith. Hallelujah. It will quench the fear. It will quench the doubt. It will quench the condemnation. It will quench the regret. It will quench the worry. Hallelujah. Above all, take the shield of faith. You can prepare your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace all you want, but it will have no effect unless you have the shield of faith you can take on the helmet of salvation but there's no salvation without faith you can you can jump in these waters of baptism and take a lap in Jesus name but what makes it worthwhile is the fact that you have faith in the name of Jesus faith in the blood of Jesus faith in the redemptive work of Calvary <laughs> hallelujah Glory to God. I know that I am saved in Jesus Christ. I know it. I believe it. I receive it. I thank you for it, Lord. I give you praise for it, oh God. Hallelujah. I know that even now as I stand here, the blood of Jesus covers me from head to toe. I know that even as I stand here, the spirit of the Lord is alive and well within me. And it strengthens me and, it's, and it, it sanctifies me and it justifies me. I understand this because of the shield of faith. Oh, the devil has taken his shots. Oh, the devil has, has taken his opportunities to try to drag me down. But they're ineffective because of the shield of faith. And so above all, take the shield of faith. Glory to God. Take the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But you can quote the whole book of Psalms, but if you don't have faith, you've got, listen, you've got to the Scripture says mix the word with faith. Do you know why the children of Israel did not go into the promised land when they were supposed to go into the promised land? They had the promises of God on their side. They had the word of God on their side. They had the power of God on their side. They had miracle signs and wonders on their side. 
But when it came time to enter the land of promise, they did not go. They provoked the Lord. And he said, for 40 years, you're going to wander in the wilderness. And the book of Hebrews explained that in the days of the provocation, the reason they did not enter that land of promise was because they did not mix the word with faith. My prayer tonight is that every word that comes across this pulpit, that the child of God, the believer in the most high God, would mix that word with faith. Then it can have power in your life. And you can walk into every land that God has promised you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're talking about promise. We're talking about promise. Everything we do is all about promise. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call promises come by faith. Hallelujah. You know what? Now, I'm just going to say this. The thing I love about faith it's, it, faith is such an interesting subject in the Bible. It's one of those things which is above. It's above your fear. It's above your worry. It's above your calculations. It's above your logistics. It's above your logic. You saw in the, in the, uh, the, 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 the tallying of the numbers on Sunday, over $2.2 million uh, committed over 36 months by the leaders of the Tree of Life Church. That is such a beautiful thing. And, and over $1.3 million of that was actually budgeted, where they said, I know where these dollars are going to come from, and I'm going to make this happen. Over $1.3 million. There was over 800000 where everybody said, we don't know where this is coming from, but it's coming. Hallelujah, that's faith. That's faith. That's trusting in the promises of God. I'm going to tell you something. When you trust God like that, it moves God to action. I said, when you trust God like that, it moves God to action. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so there is a, there is a, a, a matter of faith. But here's what I want you to understand about faith. Sometimes when we talk about faith, it's a little intimidating for people because we, we describe, you know, all that God will do and the promises of God and the miracles of God and the signs of God, the wonders of God, the glory of God. And then we say, uh, all you got to do is have faith. And then everybody, sometimes there's a big letdown. People are like, oh, I knew there was a catch. All I got to do is believe. That's the hard part. I have a hard time having faith. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, all this good stuff will come if you have faith. And they know all the thoughts going through their mind. They understand that they've got this doubt here and this doubt there. Let me tell you something. You know why those doubts enter your mind? There's a, there, there's, a, there's a reason why those doubts enter your mind. It's because you are a human being. Doubt has no control over you until you act on your doubt or refuse to act on your faith because of your doubt. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter what thoughts are going through your mind. If your doubts influence your actions, that's when doubt has an effect and a control on you and an influence on you. Faith has an influence on you when faith is controlling your action. When you allow faith to control your action, you can be thinking in your mind the whole time, this is crazy, this is crazy, I don't know what's going on, but, but ignore that and do what faith is telling you to do. 
see, you got more faith than you realize. Number one, here's why. Because everybody has faith. The Bible says God has given to every man the measure of faith. Faith isn't something you have to go out and get a hold of. Faith is already in you. John 1 describes it like this. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Every individual that was ever born has a measure of faith that God put inside of them. My God have mercy. This is why childlike faith is so powerful. Because they are still so closely aligned with when they originally received the measure of faith. It's not until they start growing up and getting doubtful and start, start looking at the cursed earth that they're a part of and start believing lies of the enemy. That's when their faith begins to weaken. And they didn't lose their faith. They just placed it in the wrong things. You know, it's kind of like uh, walking into a museum. And when you walk in, they give you like a brochure with, with, with everything in it that you will need. As you tour the museum, and then you go to the restroom, and you use the brochure to touch the door handles, and you don't want to keep it, so you throw it away, and then you go to tour the museum, and as you're touring the museum, then the curator asks, uh, if you have the brochure that you received when you entered the museum, you can reference page number whatever, and you're like, oh, I, I did have it. But, but I put it somewhere where it doesn't belong. That's the way it is with your faith. You received it when you entered this world. And now you need it and you don't know where it is. You, it's, not, it's not, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that you don't have faith. It's that you put it in the wrong thing. So now go where you put it and take it away from wherever you put it and put it in the Lord. Put your faith in God. That's why the Bible says, have faith in God. See, you, here's, here's the problem. You have more faith in your ability to fail than you do have faith in God's ability to succeed. You have more faith in people's ability to hurt you than in God's ability to protect you. Put your faith in God and you won't have anything to fear. My God. I'm going to say it till the devil shuts up in your ear. Put your faith in God and you'll have nothing to fear. Glory. Hallelujah. You have total faith that somebody has the power to wound you and hurt you and you dwell on it and you set your mind to that and it hinders you. You put total faith in your ability to mess everything up and, and you dwell on that and it hinders you. Stop putting your faith in anything but God. See, I know God is able I know that God is able. Woo. 
listen, I know I'm a mess. I know I'm a wreck. I'm just a mess waiting to happen. I just, I, if it's up to me, I'll mess everything up. But I've got a God who in spite of my inabilities, who in spite, my goodness, folks, if he could use the misfits of this Bible, different ones who had so little ability, who had so little going for them, who had so many adversities in their lives, but they put their faith in God. Hebrews 11 says it over and over. By faith, Abel. By faith, Noah. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. By faith. Finally, he said, time would fail me to tell you about Deborah and about Barak and about Gideon and about Samson and about Jephthah. Time would fail me to tell you about those who through faith subdued kingdoms, who through faith turned to flight the armies of the aliens, who through faith quenched the violence of fire, who through faith stopped the mouths of lions of whom the world was not worthy. I don't even have time to tell you about everybody. But any good thing they did happened because of faith. And it wasn't, when I say faith, understand, there's only one faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't mean courage. I don't mean bravery. I don't mean positive mental attitude. I don't mean optimism. I mean faith in Jesus. And those in the Old Testament place faith in what Jesus was going to do. And we place the same faith in what Jesus has done. My God, have mercy. I better keep on preaching or I'm going to take off shouting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to rise up out of their fear in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to rise up out of their insecurity in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to stop worrying about what could happen tomorrow or what could happen next month and just rejoice in the God of your salvation. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did he die for your sins? Did he wash your sins away? Did he shed his precious blood? Was he stricken, smitten of God and afflicted? Did it please the Father to bruise him? Was he wounded for your transgressions? Was he bruised for your iniquities? Was the chastisement of your peace upon him? Hallelujah. Was there no form nor comeliness that we should desire him? Was he wounded in the house of a friend? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if he did it, you can trust him. He did it. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He's alive even forevermore have faith in God that's why you can trust that your family will be saved that's why you can trust that God's going to come through that's why you can trust that everything is going to be all right oh hallelujah oh hallelujah faith in God faith in God Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory. So things above, concentrate your mind on faith in Jesus. Now, now I want to tell you what 1 Corinthians 13 says. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now, abide of faith. 
Now abideth hope. Now abideth love. But the greatest of these is love. So, so faith is a thing above. Hope is a thing above. Love is a thing above. But the greatest of these, even above faith. So above all, take the shield of faith. Above the helmet of salvation, take the shield of faith. See, and, 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 and understand what I mean. What I mean is salvation can only come by faith. Righteousness can only come by faith. The word of God is only effective by faith. That's why there are some people who are cynics of the Bible and don't approach it with faith. They approach it with cynicism and they can quote whole passages of scripture and it not do one thing for them because they don't unlock its power with faith. So it doesn't matter to me how much a person can quote or how much a person knows about the Old or the New Testament. If they're not approaching it with faith, of course it's powerless to them. But regardless of how they approach it, it is true and will stand the test of time and eternity. But, but as great as faith is, and above all, take the shield of faith, but as great as faith is, the, what's even greater than faith is love. My Lord, have mercy. Because do you know what we're placing our faith in? We're placing our faith in the love of God. See, I believe that he loves me. I know that he loves me. I know what Calvary was. Calvary was his love for me. John said, behold, what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. David said, what, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And what is the son of man that thou visitest him? Hallelujah. He couldn't understand the love of God. Notice what Galatians Chapter 5 says, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 5 says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness. There's that word hope. 1 Corinthians 13, now abide of faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So there's faith. We've talked about faith. There's hope. Verse 5, we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. So we wait for hope by faith. Faith gives us the ability to wait for hope. Romans 8 and 24 says we are saved by hope. But if we see something, then what, what is it that we hope for? For if you see it, it is not hope. Hope is something you cannot see. Hope is something that you cannot visualize with your human eye. It's something that involves, it's a, it's a thing that is above. It's not a thing on the earth. It's a thing that is above. In verse 5 of Galatians 5, we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith. But faith which worketh by love. Is greater than faith itself is love. 
the love of God. Faith operates by love. And, and love is not a thing. Love is a person. Love is not a feeling. Love is a person. Love is not, love is not this little, you know, this little knot in your, in your stomach when your crush walks into the room. Love is, love is a person. God is love. Everything that flows from God is love. And, and so our faith works by the love of God. Oh, hallelujah. So when we talk about faith, we're talking about a thing that is above. When we talk about hope, we're talking about a thing that is above. See, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that are not seen. Faith is actually the spiritual being manifest into the natural. Faith is when what is invisible becomes visible. Faith is when you are, when you are dwelling on things that are above, setting your affection on things above, dwelling, keeping your mind on things above. Causing your thoughts to entertain those things which are above. And, and faith is when those things which are above begin to manifest themselves in the way you act, in what your motives are, in what your priorities are. Faith is when you begin to take action in what you say you believe. Hallelujah. And faith is important. Faith moves mountains faith uproots trees in your path faith is the premise for every miracle that Jesus performed miracle after miracle Jesus would say to one person after another do you believe do you have faith according to your faith so be it unto you in fact when the lady with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment and, and virtue flowed into her body and she was healed of that issue of blood that she'd suffered from for 12 years, he looked back at her and said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith, my Lord, has, has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. It was her dwelling on things above that led her through the crowd to the hem of his garment. For 12 years, she had set her affection on things on the earth. She had looked to the physicians for her healing, and there was no help from the physicians. But when she set her affection on things above, that's when the healing came. She had an issue of blood. What issue do you have? You got some issues? We've all got issues. Take those issues to Jesus. Don't look to the things of this earth to solve your problems and to cleanse you of your issues and to help you through your problems. Set your affection on things above. Hallelujah. Faith above all, but even greater than faith, is the love of God. So the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. Now, I want you to understand that about God. He has given you a sound mind. And the reason you have a sound mind is, is for two reasons, power and love. These two characteristics of God will settle you into a soundness of mind. You don't have a sound mind when you are frantically worried about what's going to happen. You don't have a soundness of mind when you are panicking about, about what to do about the situation that has arisen in your life. You don't have soundness of mind when you are at your wit's end. That's why we call it your wit's end. It's, it's, it's you're the, the end of your wit, the end of what you can do about it. So you're at your wit's end. And, and that's, that's, that's the opposite of a sound mind. But what gives you a soundness of mind is the power of God and the love of God. So this is what we know about God. One, God has all power. He can part the waters. He can remove the mountains. He can heal the sickness. He can right now in your situation, he can turn the whole situation around. God has all power. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. He has the power to heal. He has the power to deliver. He has the power to save. He has all power. But not only does he have all power, because that's, you know, that's not in and of itself comforting that someone would have all power. You know, you're with somebody that has all power. You better hope they love you. Because if they don't love you, but they have all power, then, then you're kind of at a disadvantage. Am I right? If they've got omnipotent power, and God does, but he doesn't care about you, then you're in trouble. But that's the other part of God that gives us soundness of mind. He isn't just all powerful, but he is all loving. He is love. God is love. So not only does he have all power, but he has all love for me. That gives me soundness of mind. I can go to sleep at night because I know two things about my God. One, he has all power in heaven and in earth. And two, he loves me with an everlasting love. My God, have mercy. I remember my grandmother, now she loved me, but you know, she wasn't, you know, she, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put any money on her in a boxing match. I wouldn't put money on anybody. God bless you. On it. But if I were a betting man, I wouldn't put money on her in a boxing match. She's a loving, sweet heart, loving. And I'll never forget uh, my grandma Stafford, sweet, godly lady. And we were walking out of a, out of a uh, place of business one day. And she had so much. Uh, kindness and compassion and gentleness and as we were walking out of this place of business there were some there were some young kids circling her car and they were all bigger than me they were all a few years older than me and um, and it was just me and grandma and I thought uh oh this is about to go down and it's just me and grandma and there's like five or six of them and they're all bigger than me Grandma, I'm going to have to use your cane, and we're going to have to see what we can do about this. And before I could think of anything else, Grandma lifted up her cane and yelled out at those kids, 
and said, you looking for something, punks? I thought, Grandma, I don't know if we need to be doing that because remember, it's just you and I. They took off running. It worked. But she didn't have all power. She had all love. Now, she had a power outside of natural power. Glory to God. But when you're talking about God, God has all power and he has all love. He doesn't just love you. He has all strength. He has all power. And he doesn't just have all power, but he has a love that undergirds you. And a love that overshadows you. And a love that encompasses you. And a love that indwells you. And a love that forgives you. And a love that gives you peace of mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you should rest well tonight. Whatever it is that you're facing, this is why you should rest well don't set your don't set your mind to the things that are going on on this earth but set your mind on the things that are above he has all power he has all love and my faith works by his love for me that's why I'm not afraid to give to ready now because he loves me I've got this connection with God. He loves me and he has all power. He's going to take care of me. We're going to do something great for his glory. We are going to do something great for his glory. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody praise him right now. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Somebody magnify his name. Somebody magnify his holy name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, lift up your praises unto God right now. Lift up your praises unto God right now. Hallelujah. I wonder if somebody could stand right now and say, God, I'm going to set my affection on things above. I'm going to set my affection on things above. I'm going to have faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to put my confidence in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know you've got things that you're worried about right here on earth. You've got things that you're dealing with right here on earth. You've got things that you're up against, things that you're concerned about. Anybody Anybody have that? Raise your hand if you've got some things right now that are pending, that are weighing on your mind. I want you not to give them another thought. I want you to concentrate your affection on things above right now. Come on, survey the wondrous cross of Jesus Christ right now. Come on, concentrate on he loves me. He loves me and he has all power. At any moment, he could turn this whole thing around. And if he isn't, it's all things working together for my good. To them that love God and are the called according to his purpose, it's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. I'm going to concentrate my attention on things above. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to concentrate my attention on the love of God, on the power of God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I want somebody to praise him like he washed your sins away. I want you to give him praise like, like he took your place upon a cross. Somebody ought to praise him as if... 
Come on, somebody praise him as if he filled you with the Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to praise him like he picked you up and turned you around. Hallelujah! Somebody ought to praise him like he's got a hedge of protection around you. Somebody ought to praise him like he's the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want somebody that God has been really good to. I want you just to lift up your hands and begin to magnify the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, magnify the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Thank you, precious Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you have been thinking about things on the earth. I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, help my mind to focus on you. Help my mind to focus on you. Help my mind to be fixed on you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to make sure that I'm in the right environment. I'm going to make sure I've got the right music playing. I'm going to make sure I've got the Word of God played in my ears. I'm going to make sure that I'm hearing do you know we have more access to the Word of God than, than anybody in history has ever had? We've got more access to it than anybody. I mean, I, I, you, don't, I, you used to have to travel hundreds of miles to go hear your favorite preacher preach. Now you just get on the Internet, look them up, hear the preacher. Hallelujah. Even when Jesus walked this earth, people have to, have to leave their villages and walk to wherever he was. And they didn't, have, they didn't have people sending them emails as to when Jesus was going to be where. They just, they just, if he walked by, they had to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. We have more access to the word of God than anybody in the world has ever had. Take advantage of it. Get your mind tuned into the Word of God. Get your mind tuned into the Spirit of God. Get your mind, get your affections set on things above. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, help my mind be stayed on you. Help my mind be stayed on you. Come on, lift up your hands and say it to Him right now. As we sing and as we pray, lift up your hands and say it to Him. Lord, help my mind be stayed upon you. Help my spirit to be stayed upon you. Lord, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let this shield of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Jesus. He's already provided. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Go ahead and give him praise right now. He's already provided. Yes, Lord. He's already, he's already, he's already provided. 
everything you need he's already provided oh hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Just ask it in, ask it, ask it in Jesus' name. Everything, everything you need, He's already provided. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because He's already. 